0: Good evening. I believe you'll agree we need to take the time to listen to this passage from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. Paul writing to the Christians in Ephesus, feeding them the nourishment they needed, giving a variety of very simple admonitions for their good and God's glory Ephesians 5:15 and 16 Look carefully then how you walk not as unwise but as wise making the best use of time because the days are evil I think there may be some temptation to think that back then in ancient times they were not as busy as we are. Let me dispel that idea. In the Roman Empire there was a functioning labor market and workforce employers, employees, wages, products, services we might consider primitive if we were to study all of that but a vigorous workforce was required. But in many ways unlike our economy today in various historical documents and academic abstracts about that time period we're able to compare their economy their government and their labor system with ours and in many ways there is little comparison. They worked long hours, drew wages, but there was no wage in hour division of the Roman government mandating minimum wage. There was no agency of the Roman government calling for safe working conditions. Generally, there was no 40-hour work week. No time and a half for overtime. No 401ks. No social security or all the other things that we are so familiar with. Recreation and entertainment was present in the Roman Empire, but was not a huge time consumer for the average working citizen. Recreation and entertainment was mostly about time consumers for the elite class. And of course, obviously, no TV, no internet, no phone or screen time. Work, mostly agricultural, service, slavery. So pick up any historical record of the Roman Empire in the time of the New Testament. It will dispel any idea that they had blocks of leisure time such as many people have in our era. They were busy. The argument wouldn't be flawed to say, in many ways, they were busier than we are. I do not imagine, do you, that Christians were too busy to worship? I cannot think of faithful Christians not having time or taking time to spread the gospel and to serve each other. And to pursue spiritual nourishment opportunities on a regular basis. I want to take you back now to our passage. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. So we need to talk about this. The English standard version that I'm using says make the best use of time. In other English translations, perhaps one that you're holding, it says redeem the time. And so let's bring up this concept of redemption. The primary use of the word in the New Testament has to do with what Christ did so that sinners can be forgiven so to redeem is to buy or pay the price for release from slavery and I'll take us in just a moment to Titus chapter 2 and verse 14 did you know that during the time of slavery in this country those who were opposed to slavery would actually show up at slave auctions, and they would purchase slaves, pay the price, and give the slaves their freedom. There were very few who didn't want that freedom. But those who did expressed their gratitude to their liberator and left their chains behind for freedom. Well, Jesus paid the price for sinners to go free. If they want to go free. Titus two fourteen, he gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who were zealous for good works. Now, the concept of redemption has application in our passage to our use of time. We need to be delivered from slavery to all of those modern time consumers that take us away from what's good and right. I do understand workloads and work ethics and providing for your family and career success ladders, but what we become slaves to is not healthy for us or for our families. Paul says we need to be redeemers of time, making the best use of time. If you work 45 hours a week and then you're engaged in another 10 or 15 hours of recreation so that you're exhausted on the Lord's Day, that isn't the best use of time. If you reserve the weekend for laziness and you exclude serving God, that isn't the best use of time. If you refuse to make it to Bible classes, But you faithfully attend secular events, that isn't the best use of time. Paul told the Ephesian brethren to redeem the time, to make the best use of time. And that's written for me, and for you, and for all who call upon the name of the Lord. It's written for those who could be here tonight, but are not. The concept is redemption. To buy out of slavery. What we are enslaved to, we need to walk away from into freedom to serve God in a better way. We are to be redeemers. Can we talk about planning? In Proverbs 21 and verse 5, as it appears in the New International Version the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. If you're going to do something valuable in the future, you have to plan to do something valuable in the future. It cannot simply be a matter of impulse or haste. Solomon says that leads to poverty. Planning and diligence leads to profit if i if i want spiritual profit i'll need to include that in my plans spiritual profit good works service to god and to others will require some thought and follow through and planning i understand that things come up that you need to respond to but even then your, your moral background and spiritual growth prepared you for that response. We talk about daily Bible reading all the time here. We have for a long time. A daily Bible reading plan. We talk about planning to come to Bible class and worship assemblies. You have to put that in your schedule and in your thought. Planning to have devotional time with your family. Planning to contribute. Planning to evangelize. Planning to serve. We live in a time of haphazard impulse. But planning is all over scripture. God was a planner. When we talk to people about what they need to do to become Christians, we talk about what? The plan of salvation. Noah had a plan that he worked on the ark. Moses, Joshua, the good kings, Jesus, the apostles. Paul was a planner insofar as plans could be made in those troublesome times. And when Paul reached a place where something intruded into what his intentional plans were, he would mention that, for example, in Romans chapter 1. I intended to come to you. (coughs) That word intention indicates there was a plan. Something came up. Good preachers in churches have plans and they pray over those plans and then they work those plans. The good use of time requires some level of thought and planning always with follow through and intentional execution of what you determined in the sight of God was good to please him you may remember the TV show some years ago when the main character said I love it when a plan comes together God's people ought to love making plans in keeping with his will but then carrying out those plans accompanied by prayer and loving the effort that is applied and then giving glory to God. Making good use of time requires planning. Did Jesus ever speak to this? He certainly did in Luke 1428. Planning was a part of what he said in Luke 1428. Which of you desiring to build a tower does not first set down to count the cost whether he has enough to complete it Jesus is teaching planning we've all had the experience of starting a project that never arrived at its destination never came to completion Sometimes looking back, we discover that we didn't plan well or we discover that we planned well but didn't execute well. Jesus was speaking here of knowing the cost of discipleship and making plans accordingly to be a disciple. It always goes to knowing and planning anything that is worthy of good work. Part of making the best use of time is making well thought out plans for the good use of time. Well, I've stepped on our toes in the previous points. I know you're going to have, I'm going to have your agreement with the next point. Urgency is captured by this phrase, the days are evil. Even though we walk in the light, we cannot avoid the surrounding darkness of our age. It's in our face every day. Even people who walk in the light can see the darkness all around the pathway that we navigate. We talk about, argue about it, complain about it, offer our rebukes to those who live in darkness. But I'll tell you, to walk in the light and stay out of the dark takes time. In five seconds I can tell you how bad sexual immorality is in our culture and in five more seconds I can express my disgust of drunkenness. But it takes more than ten seconds to pursue peace And holiness and purity without which no one will see the Lord I can preach a 20 minute sermon on redeeming the time and you can listen to every single word but you can't do what the passage says in 20 minutes or less You can call someone on the phone and have a five-minute conversation asking about how they're doing and wishing them well. Please do that, but serving one another requires more than five-minute phone calls. We can take two seconds or less to share a sermon on social media. But evangelism is a way of life, not confined to a button on your computer or your phone. Hit that button, but know that evangelism is a way of life. We can spend 20 minutes a day reading the Bible, and I highly recommend that, obviously. But it takes more than 20 minutes a day to live it. If the days are evil, our level of urgency about serving God should reflect what we know is dark around us. If the days are evil, I need to be better devoted to my use of time for what is not evil, and what responds to evil. If the days are evil, and we all agree about that, the gospel seed needs to be planted with a sense of urgency and with greater effort than we've ever applied before. God is not against ambition, career. He is against ambition being all we're about. Consuming us. Career robbing us of time and effort and spiritual energy applied to serve him and serve others and be nourished. God is not against initiative. He is against initiative that takes us away from him. God is not against hard work. He is against being so absorbed by it and occupied with it, we can't see anything greater than our career and savings and things. God is not against earning a living. He is against being addicted to earning. And therefore being no good at living with him and for him. god is not against vacations and recreation but he is against us making those things our priority god is not against travel but he is against traveling away from responsibility putting this sermon together It occurred to me as I came to the concluding portions of the lesson, the songs that we sing, that's associated with everything we do, with our faith and our practice, our worship, everything we do. And I had this thought, what if our singing reflected our real use of time? What if our singing reflected our real use of time? I I do not intend this to be humorous. I intend it to be sobering. What if our singing reflected our real use of time? Just a faster walk with thee. Here we are, but hurried children, give me the Bible, but only for a minute. We can do better. I can, you can, we must. Redeem the time because the days are evil. Let's be standing as we sing.